0: Welcome to Kingdom Come with Andrew Nkoyoyo, called to be God's voice, reaching people worldwide with the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us here on Kingdom Come. We are glad you're tuning in from wherever you are around the world. God is going to bless you. You know what? Because God has a destiny for you and I. And today we are going to continue on the study, expounding on the results of absolute surrender you know last week we talked about the results what's going to happen when you surrender as it relates to holiness pure heart clean hands righteousness amen but today I want to continue to emphasize this and we're gonna do several more uh, episodes on this because God led me to focus on this until we unpack it because this is the great condition We can talk about the power of God. We can talk about the clean hands and the pure heart. And we have been really delving into the depth of all what that is and what it looks like. But without meeting this one condition, we fall short. So God spoke to me and he said, You have to show them the benefit, the results, what's going to happen to you. And what's going to happen through you where there is a surrendered will. I hope you have your pens. Because we're going to go on point number 5. And he says the surrendered will will bring the Holy Spirit and his anointing and his power upon you. Psalm 62 verse 11. He says, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this. That power belongs to God. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. God says, not by might, not by power but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Acts 5.32 The apostles say, And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. You see, all this that I'm I'm putting here is available to you. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey God. And here, the Word told us in Psalms that power belongs to God. Okay, And the apostles are testifying, actually, they were witnesses of the acts of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I think the book of Acts should be the the acts of the Holy Spirit, not of the apostles, because it was the Holy Spirit working through them. But the key, and this is the one great condition of the Holy Spirit and his anointing coming upon you, this is a result of absolute surrender, and I'm going to unpack this and show you that if you want to walk in the depth Of the power of God. How many of you want to walk in the depth of the... Well, he says, Romans 6, 13. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But, and this is the key. If you can get this, your life will never be the same. He says, present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. You see, for the Holy Spirit to do anything, He needs an instrument. He needs a vessel. See, that's why, you know, some people can have the Holy Spirit walk through them in a greater measure, not only because they are more special than others. It is to the measure of their yieldedness. You see, others will pray and fast, but that's not enough. You see, without a surrendered will, the Holy Spirit is limited to what He can do with you and through you. Amen? You know, I hear many people say, God is in control. Don't just say it. We have to live it. And I told you what it means to present or to yield or to surrender in simple English is put yourself at God's disposal. Okay? Saying to God, Here I am to be your property, for you to own me. That's what it means to be... Because then you turn over your mind. We shared that last week. Your mind, where your will is embedded, has to be turned over for the Holy Spirit to operate it. Otherwise, you are limited according to your thinking, according to your mind. But when the Holy Spirit takes over, now you begin to walk in a deeper dimension because now it's not you who lives, but Christ. And who imparts the life of Christ? The eternal spirit. See, that's not just a title of the Holy Spirit. It's also related to his work. Okay? He's also in the Bible referred to as the spirit of Christ. Why? Because he imparts the power and the life of Christ to you and I. Oh, uh, we're going to delve into this. Because without you... You see, I couldn't learn this in seminary. And I've got a doctorate. It's when I sat and the Holy Spirit began to teach me in Uganda. You know, we hours in the night and the Holy Spirit is teaching me the things. And I'm saying, okay, prove them to me. And he began to show me that if you are going to be really taught, you have to be taught by the Spirit of God. You see, truth is not just merely, you know, searched out or investigated or just learned by mere teaching, even what I'm doing here, this is not enough for you. You have to yield to the great teacher. I'm a vessel to to, to be a catalyst to bring you into the fullness of what he wants. But in order for you to walk in this, you have to yield yourself. As those that have come from death to life. Amen. And so here, Luke chapter 4 verse 1. And this was first revelation this morning actually. Because I was in prayer. And God began to speak to me. And say look at the life of my son. Everything that happened. Now watch this. Listen to this. Everything that happened to Jesus. Everything that Jesus did. He did because the Holy Spirit did it. There was nothing that Jesus did. That the Holy Spirit did not do. Oh I need to say. Did you get it? I need, you need to put this in your spirit. There is nothing that Jesus did on, as he lived, whether it be the dying on the cross or everything that he went through, that the Holy Spirit did not do through him. You may say, brother, Jesus was the son of God. Yes, he was a son of God, 100% man, 100% God, in covenant with God. But the moment he stepped out of heaven, he, remember he said, I have given up the glory. That you have given me. And he stepped here to walk in flesh and blood like you and I. To model this life. That if I have lived in flesh and blood without sin, in power, in life of effectiveness and fruit for God. You can too. Amen. That's why here in Luke chapter 4 verse 1. And Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit returned from Jordan. And was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now listen, you got born again, you are baptized, right? Jesus had to be baptized. By John. He's trying to show you, hey, I came from him, but I came here to live a life as man. To show you that the life that I'm living, you can also live with power and effectiveness for the glory of God. And so Jesus comes and John said, no, I cannot. Jesus said, no, you have to fulfill all righteousness. And so he got baptized, dipped in water like you and I. Amen. But remember, he was full of the Holy Spirit. He had yielded himself. It was no longer his will, but the will of God. And because of the will of God in him and the Spirit of God moving him, he was able to walk and fulfill all righteousness in order to fulfill the will of God. Amen? So he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. By the way, the wilderness is not a bad thing. Oh, I'll talk to you about that another time. It's the best place when God leads you there. And then the same chapter verse verse 14. And Jesus returned, remember, he was led in the wilderness by the Spirit. Now he returns in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And you can read what happened. He's yielded and the Holy Spirit is upon him. Is not only upon, but now the Holy Spirit is operating him, but he's also operating through him. And then as he's yielded to the Spirit, the works of the Spirit begin to manifest. And the news began to spread. Why? Because now he's not only that son of God. He's a yielded vessel in the hand of the spirit of God. Oh, I wish you can get this beloved. Because this will change your life. You see, God is no respecter of persons. What he did for Jesus, he can do for you and I. What he did for apostles, he can do for... But you see, it is to the measure of our yieldedness. And here is the result. I'm giving you the the proof that God can use you more than you have ever thought. But it is to the measure... It's not the devil. you see, in the church we are empty of power, and we are blaming the devil, and we blame all strongholds and whatever. The stronghold is our selfishness, is the self-will. If we can give it to God to crucify it, we can see the power of the spirit that is unlimited operate in us and through us. Amen Amen. And so we have been exalting the devil and saying all about these things when we need to die so we can be alive under him. Okay, so he returns in power. And now because he's full of power, yielded vessel, the Bible says in Luke 4, 18 and 19, he goes to the temple. By the way, he has been going to the temple before. The Bible tells us that as his custom was, so he was going to the temple. But this time it's different. Why? Because he's got the action on him. Oh, I wish somebody got this. He got the action on him and now he's activated into his ministry to begin to preach. But who did that? The Spirit of God. And now in verse 18, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He makes a declaration. I am here. I am in town and I'm anointed and we're going to kick some butt. Amen. Amen? Amen. We're going to kick some devil butt because now he says, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then the verse that follows, and then he closed the book and handed over to the attendant. And verse 21, And all those that listened and saw him, they were astonished and were amazed. And they said to themselves, Isn't this Joseph's son? Before, and then they said that his words were gracious. Before the anointing, his words were not gracious. Before the anointing, he was just a mere carpenter's son. After the Holy Ghost has come upon him, now his words are gracious now they are amazed then they wonder what happened to this jesus is the anointing of the holy spirit that has come upon him after he has yielded himself now the holy ghost has anointed him and released him and he's out there healing the sick and the news is going around beloved we don't need another religion we don't need theology we don't need to fight one another we just need to yield to the spirit of the most high god because he will Get a hold of that stinking wheel and, and mind of yours and mine. And then he will bring it under his control. And he will begin to activate us in our prophetic destiny. Amen. You see, that's, I believe this is where the church is. I was in Romania and the Holy Spirit said to me, Andrew, the greatest need of the church is the Holy Spirit and his work. Amen. And then as I went back and studied the Bible and I searched the scripture, it is very true. We have had prayer rallies. We have had revival rallies to bring in revival. Nothing has happened. Why? Because the revivalist is not there. The Bible tells us that the renewing is of the spirit. You cannot have a revival without the Holy Ghost giving the room to rule and reign and activate and move and do what he wills. You cannot. You go back and study every revival in history. Any great awakening there were men and women that were dead to sin and dead to the world. And all religiosity and all the forms of religion and all the systems and other things that hold us back. And they were surrendered. Totally set for God. They didn't care about their reputation. They didn't care about all these other things. They just wanted God and they preached God without compromise. I'm telling you, beloved, this is where it's at. Jesus, he spoke to me this morning. He said, you can't preach this without talking about my son because my son was the chief example. You see, he went through the baptism of water and he went through the baptism of the Spirit. At Jordan, the Bible says that when he was but when he came out, the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost descended upon him like a dove. And the Father affirmed that experience and he said, This is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him, obey him. Now, he's saying to us here, As my Son walked the earth, you have had the baptism of water to repent. You, some of you have had the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit with power. Now, it's time. You yielded to that baptism, to that experience to really have effect in your life. It's not just about speaking in tongues. That's just a prayer language. The Holy Spirit is here to impart power. See, the power that belongs to God, as we read in Isaiah, uh, in Psalm 62, verse 11, the power that belongs to God is released and imparted upon you and I by the Holy Spirit. You see, God has already ordained it. The son has already died for you to have it. So all you have is to connect with the one who is here. His dispensation is now the spirit of God. But there is going to be in a place that is yielded. The surrendered will is going to bring that reality into your life. The promise is given. Luke chapter 24 verse 20, 49. From the ESV says, And behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. He says, The "The promise is going to come, but you need to tarry. Now, we, we study and we read that 500 started out in the upper room. But only 120 received the promise. What happened to the other 380? The self will, I believe. Because if you you have to wait upon it by faith, you cannot say, Oh, this is how it's gonna come, this is how it's gonna happen. You have to put your absolute trust in God, and I'm telling you, one of the enemies of faith is the self will. Because the self will tell you, this is not how it's done. This is how it's done. And your mind, you rationalize it in your mind. You, you theorize it. You, you philosophize it. And at the end of the day, you have talked yourself out of God's promise for you. I believe that. Amen. But he said, he told him, I want you to tarry. And that was the price, Because that tearing needed absolute surrender in order to receive the promise. But the promise there for you and I, even today, God says, if you tarry with me in my presence. You see, that's why we sang that song, the glory of his presence. See, the glory is not what heals people. The glory is not power. The glory of his presence gives birth to the power of God. The glory is his presence. But you have to abide in the glory of God in order to receive the fruit of of the glory of God in you and upon you. So that's why he says when the Holy Spirit, the glory of God is going to come upon you. You will receive power. But you have to tarry. And the price is that crucifying of that self-will. It's that crucifying of that self-will of ours that says I want it this way. Or it's going to happen this way. Or it's taken too long. I'll tell you a little story here. I remember way back, God asked me to start fasting. He told me, fast until I tell you to stop. And so I started fasting day and night. And I was just drinking juice. And then I fasted one month, two months, three months, four months. At that point, I quit asking. And I went as long as nine months. And I'll fast for the whole week. And at the, the end of the seventh day, I'll have some fruit and vegetables. Because I had ministry to do. I was doing so many things. I had needed some energy. I mean, I, couldn't, I had to get a new wardrobe. Because my shoes couldn't fit. My pants couldn't fit. And people say, oh, maybe he's got one of those, you know, thing that is moving around. By then, AIDS was rampant everywhere in Uganda. And my, even my father, he was, I'm so worried for, for you, son. Those all-night prayers, what are you doing out there? They didn't know. But God needed that time with me. And then I I I thought to myself afterwards, Man, was I that stinking stubborn that it took nine months? (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm serious. I fasted nine months. But after the, the nine months were over, my life and everything about me was never the same. I went to preaching from a thousand to parking the stadium. You see what I'm saying? But God told me I needed you. And I quit asking when to stop. I said, God, whenever you want me to stop, just tell me. It became a part of me that I didn't have to even think about it anymore. But you can't go there until you say, God, I am willing to put it all at your disposal. You see, the promise is there. But are we going to tarry? And are we going to hear that still small voice and obey it? Amen? Are you going to hear? Are you going to pay the price? The price is absolute surrender. You can fast. You can pray. You know, many people have come to me and say, I'm trying to hear God. Voice and I've done everything. I've gone through that seminar, this training, and I still can't hear God's voice. I have prayed, but I I don't feel I'm working my faith up. You can't just work faith up. Faith is an impartation of this Holy Spirit through the Word of God. That's why the Bible says it comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Especially the ram, when God drops it on, it comes with faith to act it out. You don't walk yourself out into faith. You don't just pump yourself up into obeying God. You have to be yielded. You have to be surrendered. And then life, I'm telling you, there are so many Christians, they they are not enjoying the leeks and the garlic and the onions of Egypt, but they are not enjoying Christianity either. They just have enough religion to to make them miserable. Why? Because they will not surrender. Are you listening to me, church? They will not surrender. You see, friend, what you need to walk into your destiny. If you don't get out this whole series, get this. A surrendered will is going to bring God into your position, into your life, into your environment. Oh, I'm going to show you. Because it's it's so glorious, but there's a price. Acts 2, verse 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As they were yielded, the power came. As they were yielded to God, I don't think they expected a mighty rushing wind. They expected a sound. I don't know what they expected, but I I suppose they didn't expect that. But God said, okay, it's time. But what a pity that the 380 left. Does that say something even to our church today? Because I think there is something we could learn there. Are we going to be among the 380? Or are we going to be among the 120? That waited for the promise. Because after that. You are seeing these 120. And their nation changes. They are nation shakers. As a matter of fact. The Bible says in some places they said. Those are the ones that turned the world upside down. Why? Because the Holy Spirit had empowered them. As they yielded. Remember this, the great condition for the Holy Spirit to come upon you and to rest upon you, to walk in you and through you, is called absolute surrender. Beloved, add that to your repertoire. You are fasting and you are praying and you are seeking out God's help in all things. This applies in every area I'm going to show you. It doesn't matter what, when you are surrendered, God now says, now this is a man or woman I can do something with. And you'll be a surprise what he will do with you. I mean, my mother, she's an old lady, but God is using her. I hear miracles. A couple of months ago she raised somebody from the dead. And for her it's normal. And then she got attacked. I mean, she's a witch, how can you bring some but she's anointed. But if you you know, sometimes I say, Mother, you need to eat some food now. You've been fasting too much, you stay up too much. Why? Because God had called her to that lifestyle and she has yielded herself to the point that she's a vessel that is yielded to God. And God is using her. In that old village there, she's turning that whole place upside down. Just this old lady. Amen? Acts 2, 38 and 39. Listen what Peter says about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for all. And for those of you that say, oh, the Holy Spirit is not for us, is not for me, is not for today, here is the proof. 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 39. This is where the proof is. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. He's saying, hey, the Holy Spirit is for all. It is a gift that you receive by faith. And it's for all, even those who are afar off. He meant those who are not Jews, even Gentiles, including us. The gift is for us. Even those that the Lord will call, we are called. Amen. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, he has brought us in and he said the gift is for us. But that gift, even now, is for you as you practice the lifestyle of absolute surrender to God. So, what is that that you're going to present before God? It is this prayer that we're going to, I want this to be in your spirit where you're saying, Heavenly Father, let me hear, Heavenly Father, from now on, on. I I have no will of my own. Your will be done in me. Through me, by me, me. regarding me, me. in all things. things. I put myself myself unreservedly in your hands. Now do with me just just what you will. Let that prayer be a part of your everyday prayer. And dear beloved, you are watching. You can say the same prayer. Just put yourself at God's disposal. And watch what he will do for you. And you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Even right there where you are. In your car. In your living room. Just invite him. Ask him. Talk to him. Ask him. Jesus. Forgive my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. And empower me with your Holy Spirit. To live for you. And to serve you. And if you have said that prayer. Jesus has heard it. And he has come into your life. Now beginning a walk with him. Of absolute surrender from today. God bless you. To watch on our website, receive prayer, to give, or to request a copy of Andrew's book, Working the Works of God, please visit us online at www.kingdomimpactministry.org or write to Kingdom Impact Ministry, PO Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.